0: Welcome to the CRE Marketing Call Meetup with your host, yours truly, Sarah Malcolm of Quiet Valor, Joshua Lyons of Joshua Lyons Marketing, and Linda Day Harrison of The Broker List. And we're so happy to have you all join us today. All right, let's go. Today's topic, very, very, very exciting one. Linda actually came up with the idea because there's an event called CREI. That's coming up in October, which we're going we're gonna to hit more on. But Linda, why don't you tell everybody why you thought this was a good topic for today?
1: Well, first of all, I want to support Ken and Natalie and Coy in any way possible to promote the event. And then I thought it was kind of a, a, a dry run or practice for us to be together virtually, even though we, we've, we've tweeted and we Facebooked and we've done all that other stuff in LinkedIn. But I think it's kind of neat for us to be in this in this shared environment online and and get to talk about the whole reason CREI Summit is existing. And it's about people that have stepped up into the forefront of our industry in front of everybody and and on, on the digital side. And I think it was a way for us to just kind of start engaging and practicing and also, I want to promote the event as much as possible, so I thought it would be kind of a good way to combine it. Love it, love it. And of course,
0: the title just fits this perfectly, the Ultimate CRE Influencer Mashup. And this lineup is definitely the Ultimate CRE Influencer Lineup. And so quickly, I'm going to introduce everybody, and, um, and I'd love if you could just quickly introduce yourself. Uh, we're going to start with Casey Flannery.
2: Unmuting myself so there's no background noise. Uh, Casey Flannery, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at flancasey. I'm located in Memphis, Tennessee, and I am an office landlord, uh, leasing broker here in Memphis. I think I joined social, I think in 2018, and have since connected with all of you wonderful people, and if we haven't connected yet, I look forward to it, and I do look forward to seeing you guys at this, in person to meet for the first time at the CREI Summit.
0: Casey, when did, sorry, when did you say you started social?
2: I think I started business professionally in 2018.
0: Okay, awesome. It feels like you've been on way longer than that, or maybe just time is flying. (laughs) Time is
2: flying for sure. I think so.
0: Well, so great to have you. Um, Barbie Reuter. Now, Barbie Reuter, I know you've been on way longer than 2018 for sure.
3: (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us
0: how long you've been on using social?
3: Hi, Sarah, it's Barbie hey. Royd, and I have been on social since 2009, so OG. Um, yeah, I'm in Tucson, Southern Arizona, and my company is Cushman and Wakefield PiCorp. We're an independently owned brokerage and management firm, but part of the, the Cushman uh, platform. And um, I'm CEO of our local firm and, uh, and president-elect for Crew Network. Uh, and we'll we'll join that leadership group in January.
0: Awesome. Barbie, it's so great to have you. Thank you for taking the time to be here today.
3: My pleasure. And then
0: another OG, Alan Buchanan. How are you? I think Alan's on mute. Linda, are you okay? Sarah, to take-
1: Sarah you- Alan's, Alan's touring. So why don't
0: you move on and then we'll get him later. Okay, awesome. Conrad. Conrad, great to have you.
4: Thanks for having me today.
0: Awesome. Why don't you I'm introduce r- yourself and then tell us how long you've been using social?
4: Uh, my name is Conrad Madsen. I'm based here in lovely Dallas, Texas, the greatest uh, economic engine on the planet. <laughs> Local um, I am a partner and co founder of our firm. And I focus on industrial real estate, uh, mainly on a global basis. And I started using social in roughly the fall of 2019. 2019. Awesome.
0: I'm making notes. It's just so interesting. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you, Conrad.
2: Even your LinkedIn, Conrad?
4: I joined LinkedIn, you know, Years ago, like I think it was 2011, but I did not start posting or really connecting with people until literally September of 19. That's when I had my social media epiphany that I needed to to try it out and see if I liked it and I was going to go all in for 90 days and here I am 18 plus <laughs> months later
0: as an influencer so you know i I get the question all the time you know and we'll talk about this later you know is it too late to start and it it really the answer is no but we'll get to that later well anyway it's great to have you conrad thanks for joining us today
5: for sure
0: and then i would say the leader of the influencer list ken ashley (laughs) how are you ken
5: I'm doing great. Hello, everybody. Uh, Hello from Atlanta, which, uh, uh, Conrad, we'd have to arm wrestle to see which is the greatest economic development engine. Um, You know, we're doing okay over here, but we still don't call it hot Atlanta. That's a pro tip. Um, Anyway, well, I just want to thank you, Linda, Sarah, and Josh, uh, for inviting us on, for all of your support. And uh, Natalie and Coy are the co chairs of the conference, but a number of you on this call today are on the leadership team. And for that, I'm very thankful. Uh, I've been on social media since April of 2009, and that was during the last downturn, and from up at the end of 2009, when I figured out there was some way that I had to differentiate myself and feed uh, four kids um, and uh, you know, stay married to Karen, and I'm proud to tell you the social media did okay, but we graduated our last kid from high school last night, so somehow it worked, somehow we held it together, so... We're about to be empty nesters, and uh, you might see a few more tweets from me. I don't know. Hopefully from international (laughs) locations. But I'm really excited about the CREI Summit and look forward to unpacking it for your audience. Thank you.
0: Awesome, awesome. We're super excited to have you. All right, and of course, this call would not be complete
6: without Natalie Wainwright. Great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And I I say what Ken says. Thank you so much for even thinking of this and inviting us all. I started with social media probably in 2016 or no, maybe 2015. I was with Cushman Wakefield at the time. I'm now with Logic Commercial. I'm based out of Las Vegas. As Ken mentioned, I am um, on the leadership team and co-chairing it. Um, underneath Ken's amazing leadership. I'm so excited for CREI Summit. I think that it's the collaboration of all of us together and it stands for something that we're all from little firms, big firms, designations, no designations, senior leadership, new to our careers, and we're all coming together and putting something together that really means something. And I I can't wait to be there and actually get to hug all of you that are on this call. It's going to be amazing. So thank you for having us here.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Natalie. And Josh, how have you been on social media? Long time, right?
4: Yeah, I joined in 2009 as a late adopter uh, in college and uh, didn't really get going with it from a marketing perspective until 2010 when I was hired by a I, by an employer a sign shop. And he said, I want you to figure out everything you can with social media and digital marketing and work it into our business. So a lot of guerrilla marketing, learning, figuring it out and uh, owning it for, for a while until I got too busy and, and it became less of a priority. But mm-hmm. that's when I started.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Linda, what about you? You've been on for a long time. Yeah, I'm
1: embarrassed to say how long, but uh, one of my architects got me on LinkedIn in 2004. Back then, it wasn't even social media. (laughs) It was just LinkedIn. (laughs) And back then, it was all about groups. So I was really big into the groups and met a lot of people, made a lot of friends through groups, people that I still have relationships with even now after all these years. And then I think, I think I started Twitter in 2009 and started the broker list in like 2011. And LinkedIn was my kind of my influenced idea for the broker list and also a combination of being on the landlord side in my whole career and having to always be in front of brokers constantly to market my properties. And I just thought, you know, we have to have an online presence for our industry because there really wasn't one that was open and free. So I just jumped into it and was told I was herding cats and I know I am, but I,
0: I don't care. I still love it. And that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I heard Alan's back. Alan, are you back? No, he's, I know he's busy. All right. Alan, feel free to jump in. When you kind of he's negotiating the commission.
5: He said he's agreement.
6: muted, um, and he can't unmute himself. So oh, we un- Linda, can you unmute Alan? I just did. Alan, can you talk? Absolutely.
7: Okay. Yeah. So, is, hey, is Alan. this the Lagu- Is this the Laguna Beach City Council meeting? <laughs> wrong uh, conference call. <laughs> gosh, wrong call. Yeah, you're you're getting you're
0: getting getting your comedy comedy, I guess, swag from your wife.
7: My (laughs) wife would be my wife would be sorely, sorely ashamed. (laughs) So I have been doing this thing called social media uh, since 2009. And I actually started blogging because my wife came home and she said, you need to start working out loud. And I said, I don't even know what that means she said just take what you do every day write about it and i said if i do that two people are going to read it i'm going to read it and my mom's going to read it she goes no no no. you're missing the point you do that you create the digital footprint then when someone needs to renegotiate a lease when someone wants to conduct a building tour when they need to know about sprinkler calculation on a high cube warehouse they find your content and they call you and i said that's brilliant <clears throat> so i've been doing it ever since
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Alan, it's so great to have you. You are definitely one of the OGs of, um, of this yes. group for sure. And, w-
1: and yes. wait a minute, Alan, you forgot about Tuesday traffic tips.
7: No, I didn't. Well, I just was, was waiting you- for you to ask me about it.
1: <laughs> well, I, well, you know, I'm the number one fan, so.
7: <laughs> I started doing Tuesday traffic tips as a, uh, as Twitter content in 2013 because my friend Linda Day Harrison was on Twitter and very active and a, and a gentleman named Matt Smith was on as well. And so I was driving to work one day and I said, you know, this would be kind of fun. And so I just held up my camera as I'm driving and, and Linda about had a heart attack when she saw the content because I was totally driving and every Tuesday traffic tip since, and I think I'm up to like 312 of them now. Every Tuesday traffic tip since has been done in the driveway of my car or in my garage office. So. Don't drive into them anymore. a little dangerous.
0: Well, awesome, awesome. Well, anyway, it's so great to have you guys. So we're going to jump right into this. So I'd I'd like to quickly, Ken, if you could just tell everybody quickly what the CREI event is, because that's really what inspired this call. That would be great.
5: Yeah, sure. So uh, many of you know that Duke Long started a list more than 10 years ago, and uh, he is going to attend the summit. We're thrilled that Duke is going to be there. Some feedback. And uh, so after 10 years of Yeoman's work and doing the list, Duke decided to retire from the list making business last year. And he and I had a conversation and I said, Hey, what if I do it? And he said, "Uh, not at all. So uh, we got our merry band together and put together the Twitter list in the beginning of last year and we rebranded it uh, to the commercial real estate influencer list. I know you've got some questions about what that exactly means, uh, but there are people who in general are thought leaders, people who are active, who are consistent and who contribute to the conversation in our industry and hopefully do it in, in a positive way. Um, and so we put together the first list of, of Twitter followers and then uh, Twitter uh, folks. And then we published a LinkedIn list subsequent to that, and we created a badge, and, and uh, I was thrilled to see that people were putting their badge in their own social media. And we just found recognition to be a great tool. You know, we've had a tough time in our world, we've had a tough time in the United States, and uh, creating something positive seems to be great. There seems to be no downside to doing this. So, after we published the second list, um, Coy, Natalie, and I, and others were on Twitter one night, and Coy admits he'd had a couple of IPAs that he said, we ought to get together. And I thought about it for 24 hours. And I said, it's on like Donkey Kong. Let's do it. So we put together this leadership team, uh, which we'll uh, share with you the names here, uh, I'm sure during the uh, the uh, cast. And uh, we're planning a conference. And it's unusual, and it's bold, and it's ambitious, and it's different. Because it's not your company's conference. It's not a trade association conference. It's a bunch of people who care about each other, who are passionate about this topic, will be coming together, and many of us who have talked for years online will be meeting uh, in real life for the first time, so I'm thrilled about it. It's called the CREI Summit. And, Linda, so you put it in the chat, CREISummit.com. It's October the 7th and 8th. Uh, we're going to go to Lake Tahoe and near Truckee, California. Truckee is so cool. I'm not sure I'm permitted in the city limits, but it's an amazing place. It's in the Sierra Nevada Mountains, and it'll be at the Ritz-Carlton, and we've got fabulous rates. And if you don't mind me plugging it, we have an early bird that ends uh, on Friday, uh, $699 to attend the conference and rates for $269 at the Ritz-Carlton. So it'd be a fabulous time. And we'd love for all of your listeners uh, to sign up and attend.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Ken. Ken, when did you, when did you say that early bird ends?
5: The Thank you. The early bird ends Friday. Uh, and we've been talking about it online for some period of time. And we have to honor what we say. And we, we've we've had a number of people sign up. We're thrilled. We're about a half sold out. Uh, and we've had an, uh, some additional registration. So I'm excited. Listen, it's May. It's in COVID. And this is a conference in October. So we're thrilled by the response for the community. Uh, we're going to be announcing um, some really exciting things in terms of the agenda and the itinerary. Uh, Casey and her team are hard at work on that. So it'll be great.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Ken. All right. Let's get started. Casey, what is it? What's an influencer? Like what's your definition of an influencer?
2: Good question. Um, I would say an influencer is somebody who has an impact on others through maybe nonverbal communication and use of social media. Um, And I think a lot of us on this call and even more who might be listening later really formed this strong connection by being on and just having conversations with each other um, and also creating a following. People want to see what we're saying, what we're talking about, what trends are happening. And so I think being an influencer is, I think it's not something that's forced. It happens over time. So I am interested to hear other people's definition of an influencer as well, because it's something that's a little bit new in our commercial real estate industry.
0: Right. And and that's a good point because influencer in our industry, you know, looks different than an industry like, say, in fashion, right? Or music. It's completely different. So it's great to hear your perspective on that. Barbie, I'd love to hear from you. What's your definition of an influencer?
3: I'd have to say an influencer. Can you hear me okay? Very great good. I'd have to say, you know, when we started in, in social, um, there was kind of this rush for people to be self-described gurus. And those are the ones I kind of ran away from. Um, so I, to me, an influencer is, is someone who generates ideas and content that people want to follow Uh, Or emulate, Um, and they're not self-described influencers. They're really named by somebody else.
0: That's that's a great point. That's a great point because that kind of leads me to my next question of, you know, how did you become an influencer? Was it on purpose, right? So like, was it? Because some people become influencers. They really try. They like, okay, I'm going to create a blog. I'm going to create content. I'm good. And then some people are just like, I'm just going to hop on social. And oh my gosh. Wow, everybody cares what I have to say, right? I mean, it's, it's, he, it's-
2: even then, Sarah, I'm not sure people like do. Do we start blogs to be an influencer? I would say no. I think starting blogs and share is sharing ideas and and sharing yeah. expertise, similar to what Alan mentioned at the beginning of this call, was just creating a digital footprint to 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 share information and to to get business as Melissa Alexander, who's not on this call, she always says, if you're not online, you're invisible. Being online is almost your, it's your new resume.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, Casey. And that's a great segue to Alan. Alan, did you become an influencer on purpose or or was it by accident? <laughs> is Alan muted again? Do we have to unmute him? Okay, there we go.
7: Yeah, when I started, I just followed... Barbie Reuter, Coy Davidson, and Duke Long, because at the time, they were the only three that were doing social and in my opinion, doing it quite well and in my opinion, still do it quite well. So my task was just to find out what they were doing. Uh, we then were able to take all of our relationships offline, if you will. I was able to meet everyone in person, actually able to do deals with two of the three of the folks that I mentioned. I'll let you guess which two. But um, it, it just, really evolved the way a relationship should we started we followed each other we commented uh we complimented uh we had several phone calls and it it then resulted in 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 business and so i didn't i didn't start off to be an influencer and it's kind of you to, to to classify me as that i really just started off because honestly my wife said hey you need to work out loud we figured digital was sort of blowing up and that's the way it all got started.
0: You're right. It did blow up. <laughs> what about you, Conrad? Did you, did you become an influencer on purpose or was it by accident? What's your story?
4: No, I, uh, I told this story before, but basically I was listening to a podcast in the fall of 19 and, and I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk and and who I just respect from, as a marketing genius. And he basically said, if you're not building your brand on LinkedIn, whether it's your personal brand, your company brand, right this moment, you're missing the opportunity. And for me, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm an OG, but I'm not, I'm not an OG in the social media world, but I'm an OG from a age perspective. And um, I was like, wow, you know, like, it just got my mind working. And and I was like, well, maybe I should give this social media thing a shot. And so I just decided like anything that I do in life, I was going to go all in for 90 days. And, and if I liked it, I would keep doing it. And if I didn't, I at least tried it. And um, so I just, you know, started with little remedial, you know, with no graphics, little screenshot posts, you know, of motivational quotes you know and I would get I'd be lucky to get 100 150 pe- people to view that in a week um you know I had maybe 500 connections and this was roughly 18 months ago um now I'm creeping up on 20,000 connections and you know most of my posts get somewhere between 5 to 10,000 views and you know my my most successful post to date had you know over 75,000 views so it's it's you know it's changed my life tremendously because I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with all you guys, these wonderful people here if it wasn't for social, right? You know, and uh, so um, yeah, I, that, that's my story, Sarah, on how I got started. I had obviously seen. I remember talking to Alan. I used to be at Lee and Associates for years, and I remember asking Alan years ago, years ago. Like, is this social media stuff worth it, you know, or like, are you getting anything out of it? And I remember him telling me, well, you wouldn't know who I who I am if it wasn't for social. And I, at, at, at that point, I was like, huh, you got a point here. But I didn't have my aha moment for years later. But um, I'm glad that I did.
1: I have a question for Conrad. Yes, ma'am. Conrad, are you? Did you look at this as also as a way to grow your business as far as recruitment?
4: Hundred percent. You know, I mean, there's there's another guy in this market that's a very successful residential agent, and he embraced social years before I did. But his whole excuse is like, I got started on social because I couldn't I couldn't afford to post on billboards and signs and you know places like that. So. You know, um, yes. I mean, a variety of things. Obviously, wanted to to tell the story of Paladin Partners and what we're doing, but then also be able to open up more doors for me from a business perspective. And now, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys can contest. You know, what used to be extremely cold calls for me from a business perspective are now warm calls because all the CEOs or directors of distribution or whatever that I'm targeting, see my posts and read them and, and at least know my name and they're willing to at least take the phone call.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, I'd love to move to Ken and, and ask him this question. So how do people actually become an influencer? Cause you're, you create those lists, right? So, so in your mind, how, how do you define, you know, how people can become an influencer and how do they actually make that list that you put together? Sure.
5: Well, first of all, we're a community. And um, I like to say we're a community that whose mission is a force for good. And if if you pay attention to the communication that happens in our community, I'm proud to tell you it's respectful. It's supportive. Uh, I mean, we can certainly express opinions, um, but that I'm aware of, you know, we, we tend to get along. And I also believe that we're, you know, we're from different shops, we're from different backgrounds, and that creates a diversity, which is so powerful and so good to see different perspectives. And I believe good ideas don't stop at the door of your individual shop. We can all come together as a community. To answer your question, when we started, um, you know, we looked at, at uh, the, the list that was in place and then built onto that based on people that we observed. And we know it's it's a big world out there so some of you are doing great work and we just haven't seen it yet so we created a button so if you go to the website can actually cREcom and you click on the CREI button there's a button that says hey I want to be considered on a future list so that's one way that you can get noticed is to put your name on there so we can pay attention we to put together future lists The other thing is we tried hard and, and we, we're, we're getting we're learning as we go and we're getting better. To create some math around this so for example in, in the linkedin list there was absolutely a formula that resulted in, in placement and and to be an influencer just doesn't mean you spew a ton of content because potentially that's just spam engagement is part of influence you're if you're talking if you think about this in real life at a conversation at lunch if you're doing all the talking you're not influencing in fact you're probably boring so it's a two-way discussion, and if you're putting comment out, content out there, are people engaging with you? You know, Conrad, to his point, is getting lots of likes and lots of engagement. People appreciate his contribution to the community. So I uh, hope that answers your question.
0: It does. It does, and that's great that you have that opportunity. So if people, are, if because obviously it's a huge community out there, it'd be easy to miss somebody, right? So if they're like, you know what um, I feel like I should be considered. Or if you, if you, if you, you know, are friends with somebody or connected with somebody that you're like, you know what, they really should be on the list. You can recommend others as well. Is that correct?
5: Correct. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Ken. Mm -hmm. I'd love to, to, um, to move on to Natalie, Natalie. This was an interesting question and this is Josh, Joshua Lyons. He's, he's been doing a lot of research, right, Josh, into, how do you become an influencer? What is an influencer? And, um, he came up with a great question. Um, you know, are you an influencer because of the number of followers or are you an influencer because you actually influence people being seen and influencing aren't the same thing, which I completely agree. And I have to say, I remember the first day that I met Natalie and I had been following her for a while on social and, um, we were at an event and she just was like just a breath of fresh air she's so nice, so friendly. And, and if you follow her on social, I mean, you, you don't even have to know her. You just follow her on social and you can feel that right away. And I, I personally feel like that's why Natalie's an influencer because she just is so infectious and, and just such a great person, such a great connector, so talented. And, and, but Natalie, I'd like to hear from you of, of why you think, um, why you think you're an influencer.
6: Oh, that was so sweet, Sarah. I'll never forget when you put me on one of your lists and it just, I was on vacation with my kids and it meant so much to me. So Aww. thank you for saying that. It's certainly not number of followers because if you look at mine, I think I have like 3,000 or 4,000. So no, it's definitely not. I'm um, so I think you know what. Why we are all on this call together? What we all have in common, um, everybody that made either one of Ken's lists, is that we're all kind and we're all authentic. Not one person that made his lists doesn't want the people around them to win. And so Josh has an amazing point in his research: is that we were not influencers because we have a hundred thousand followers that's not the way it works in the CRE game. If you're not kind and you're kind of you're just posting your wins and you just closed a deal and you're not supportive of your fellow man, I guarantee you can want to put you on his list. Uh, we're influencers because we're supporting each other we're providing value we're championing each other we want each other to win we're bringing resources to one another. we show up um, and that's what's changing the game and that's what this summit is all about is that the days of hiding your paper um, are gone and we're willing to be out there And we understand that things are changing in the industry. So I think that's what's different. And you know what else is different amongst every single person on this call is that we share when we're having the bad days as well as the good days. And we're willing to go on and say, you know what? I got fired. You know, Gabe Moran's made the list. He's not on this call today, unfortunately. He went on and said that he got fired. He's this huge broker in New York at Savills. And he went on and said he got fired. And I thought that was so cool. And he's huge. Um, and you know, as a CRE influencer, and uh, so that just gives kudos. And number one, the number one list maker for LinkedIn, Tiffany Ryland. She'll say when she's having a bad day, and I just think you know, huge kudos to Ken um, for the the people that made the list because they're they're influencers for a reason. They're real people, and uh, that's what I just I love that we're all together on this list.
0: That's awesome. Thanks you so thank you so much, Natalie and it's Casey. What beer. about you? Um, do you, do you feel like you're an influencer because of the number of followers? And I I should say that with, you know, uh, I mean, in our industry, it's smaller, right? So you're not Casey, you're not going to have like Kim Kardashian followers. Right. But everyone online on commercial and commercial real estate, I feel like knows who Casey is. Right. I, I, I mean, I think most of the people do. And so. Even, you know now even though you said oh, I only have 3,000 followers, that's a lot in our industry. Our industry's small, you know especially even online. So which is great. For those who want to become an influencer and want to become you know you know want to expand their digital p- footprint, it's a lot easier in this industry than say like the music industry it would take a lot more work. So but Casey, what, what do you think? is it the number of followers? you know or are you actually influencing people? I, I obviously know this answer, but I'd love to hear it from you.
2: I think Natalie made a great point about, you know, we, we, we're all in commercial real estate here, but we also share things that aren't commercial real estate related. We are real people. We are sharing what's happening in our day-to-day lives. Um, and it's also trends that affects really everybody here. And it was really interesting to see the amount of commercial real estate people get online and start using social a little bit more in 2020. And I love uh, when Ken mentioned that he started in 2009, um, just downturn um, how, and look how big he is now, but no, I don't think that your followers defines how you influence others. Um, and I love this community that we have. And I think we all, as Natalie said, support and, and want to promote each other. And Melissa, Alexander and I started the CRE chat, which also brought more conversation among everybody to talk about trends and really share best practices, because as mentioned previously, that it has Commercial real estate has been a closed book and and, uh, doors shut at your shop. So it is really good to see the collaboration between different firms, different people, different levels, and even in different parts of the business. I know we have title lawyer Joe uh, on the call today, so it's really great to see him in person. And he is so great to have on our CRE chats for us to engage with.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Casey. And Linda, I'd love to ask you, because I think you have the most followers out of anybody on this call, which I know, you know, we're saying it, it doesn't, you know, really mean that much, but it, I mean, it's definitely hard to get a lot of influencers, especially on, you know, social media and commercial real estate, because our industry is so tiny, but you know, how much of your strategy, um, on increasing your influence is based on what other influencers in the same space are doing?
1: Well, I obviously have been doing it a lot longer. So I think time is the only difference for me. I think that, you know, everyone on this call has a tremendous more influence than I do. The number of followers is just literally, like I said, time doing it as long as I've done it. And you have to remember, I've built a transparent network. In other words, I've built the broker list network, which is just transparent. I mean, so, you know, all of the members on the broker list are, you know, that's a big number. So when you take that and then compound it by, you know, their followers and stuff like that. So that's the only reason I would have as many as I do is only for that reason, because I really haven't been myself, my own influencer at all. I've always been the broker list. And I don't even have. I don't even. I just. I don't even know how long ago it was when I even started to have a Twitter myself. And like on Instagram, it's just the broker list, so I don't try to promote myself as much. It's more about my my business, so it's a little different.
0: Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know, a lot, from what I'm hearing from everybody. Everybody's like, well, I didn't try to be an influencer, right? I just got on, knew I needed to be on you know, and, and was authentic, transparent, and it just kind of happened. Right. So with that said, yeah, I've had people come to me saying, I want to be an influencer in this space years, years and years ago. And, in, and now, and, um, cause obviously we run an agency and so there is a formula to making it happen. And, um, and obviously there has to be authenticity and transparency behind that however there have been like i said people who've come to me and said okay i want to be an influencer in this space right and i'm like cool this is what we need to do this is the formula 2 years later they're the biggest deal on social media in that space it really really works some people would be like that's feels a little shady or it you know but it doesn't i mean they they worked for it you know what i mean i mean i put the the strategies together and helped support them And made it happen, but it's crazy how, like, you know, you really can have zero digital footprint, zero influence, and you know, with a very specific formula, become a very big deal in just a couple of years. Like to the point where you get paid, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to speak at events. You know what I mean? It's 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 kind of insane. So where do we sign up? Come on, you guys. I don't think you need to sign up, wait, but I just, get, I just want to, pu- I want to put the other perspective <laughs> on there because, you know, it's some people do purposely because as an agent, you know, as a person who runs an agency, that's what I get asked to do. And so, um, but the folks on here are like, you know, no, it was by accident. You know, I became, I mean, I became an influencer hundred percent by accident just because of ICSE social media. I mean, All I right. just, you know, it was never a goal of mine.
1: Yeah, I um, don't think any of us really think we're influencers. And I don't think any of us planned to be influencers. I think
7: mm-mm. we
1: entered it to, in my case, to promote my business. Casey's promoting her business. Natalie's her. Bi- I mean, we're, we're there to, to promote our, our livings we're, yeah. or our businesses. We're not, we're not there to say, oh, we want to be an influencer. We're there to say, when you want a tenant rep broker in Vegas, call Natalie. When you want a landlord rep in Memphis called Casey. So that's, mm-hmm. and like, for me, it's the, the broker list. So it's, it's so different than the traditional term influencer.
0: Yeah. And, and Barbie, I have a question for you. What's your goal as you continue to, to stay on social? Cause obviously you started on social. It's, it's meant something for you, right? It's, it's, there's some sort of return oh, on investment. Yeah. What? so what's your, what's your, yeah. what's your goal now?
3: Well, uh, that's a good question. I kind of want to touch on something that um, Linda highlighted for me too, that I was thinking about earlier as um, as I was thinking about um, my goals when I started. And like Ken, I was starting in the recession and we had nothing but time. And so it was an opportunity to try to build a, a brand for my company. But what I learned was um, people don't want to connect as much with with brands and companies on social as they do with individuals and real people. And so it just kind of naturally morphed to being um, my personal voice and not our companies. But you look at somebody like Linda, who with the broker list has developed such, um, such a wide audience from, from a brand perspective, but I would have to say it's because it's Linda slash the broker list and not so much the broker list, but, um, that's my perspective outside looking in goals for me have changed over the years. I mean, as long as I've been in it, um, I, I didn't obviously start on social to quote unquote, get business, um, but to network, to, um, build my knowledge base, to build the brand for our company. And, um, and through that, you build relationships and connections, and that's what really drives me. Um, and having um, a network of people that I I trust, that I like, um, that I can um, hopefully help in some way. Uh, you know, it's not all about me. I mean, that's just part of my ethos and what keeps me going. My role in my company has changed since I started. I wasn't running my company when I started, um, and so. Um, you know, I, I think one of my key roles in the company now, you mentioned recruiting earlier, and that's part of uh, what I can do is, is tell our local community um, and beyond uh, what our culture is like as a company um, and what, what it would be like to work with us. So uh, goals change, but uh, some of these relationships have persisted for so many years. And like Sarah, you and I, "Quote unquote," met on Twitter, and then we got to meet at ICSE.
1: Yep,
3: I remember. And yeah, yeah. And Ken was probably the first person that I I met from my my Twitter crew uh, in person. And um, you know, Alan has been generous with referrals. We've done business together. Um, Natalie, I have, and Casey, I have both. I have the utmost respect for as this kind of next next gen, uh, of leaderships and thought leaders. Um, it's just, it's a tremendous, tremendous group.
0: Thank you so much, Barbie. And, um, Alan, what about you? What's your goals on social? Why do you keep doing it?
7: And I connected, uh, One of my goals has morphed as I've created blog content over the years. I was able to connect with a a local Orange County, California columnist who wrote who writes for our or used to write, I should say, for our local newspaper, the Orange County Register. And I had as a goal that I wanted to be a a published columnist and it took five years and five different editors, but I finally achieved it in twenty fifteen. So going forward, I really want to, like Barbie said, continue to create the connections, uh, continue to offer good, solid content that is my way of giving back. I'm older than probably everyone on this call, I'm 64, and so I realize I'm probably on the back nine of my career. It's been a wonderful career. Commercial real estate is just a magnificent way to make a living, and I, to this stage that I want to give back. And so if you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, someone can see some content, learn from it. Someone can see a Tuesday traffic tip and say, oh, wow, I never thought about it that way. I'm going to try that. That's for me going forward, what my my largest category of goal setting would be.
1: So you're trying to leave a legacy, a digital right. legacy.
7: Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, I really, you know, it's, it's funny. I was, uh, headed someplace and doing a deal out of state. And I was talking on the phone with this broker, kind of like I'm talking to you all on the, on the phone today. And we're probably five minutes into the conversation. He says, Alan D. he says, are you the guy that makes those videos from the front seat of your car? And I said, yep, that, that would be me. And so, you know, just having my, my wife is just so right. Having that digital footprint in the, in the universe where folks can go back, uh, I've got an intern who started with us last week. This little puppy dog faced kid that showed up and, you know, all full of enthusiasm and looking at me like, "Oh, what are we going to do next?" And you know, to be able to to sit him down and say, "Look, I want you to spend an hour a day and consume this amount of content from a Barbie, from a Natalie, from a Casey, from a you know, uh, from a Ken, from a from a Conrad." That's just powerful. And these are, the, these are the best minds in the commercial real estate business. You've got wonderful tenant representation. You've got wonderful folks that do agency representation. You've got markets across the United States that are represented. And when you think about it in those terms, that's very, very powerful. It's just a very, very powerful amount of content that all of us have created that future generations uh, will, will glean huge benefits.
3: Awesome, but Alan,
1: Alan. But, but Alan, I remember you saying way back when, when because you and I kind of started at the same time, that you you were monetizing your blogs literally. In other words, your blogs made you money. It does, and and the Tuesday Traffic Tips
7: do as well. I never started out with that as a goal or an intention. That just that really uh, came as a sort of an indirect result. In other words, folks said, okay. His audience is commercial real estate brokers, so is ours. Uh, Why don't we advertise on his blog? Why don't we advertise on his Tuesday traffic tips? And then we can appeal to the same audience. So it it happened strictly by chance. It wasn't something I went out and tried to engineer.
1: No, no, I meant from readers. In other words, people would read your blog and and, and find you and hire you. I didn't mean the other thing.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I'll get, you know, a half a dozen calls a week. and I know Ken Ashley is a, I've read Ken Ashley's content. He's a brilliant writer. I, I really aspire to be a Ken Ashley in my writing, writes for Forbes magazine, for goodness sakes. I write for the Piddly Little Orange County Register. But um, yes, folks find you if you create content. They really, really, truly do. And from the most bizarre places, the most bizarre industries that you'll get a call or you'll get an email and that results in some sort of a transaction. So absolutely.
0: Awesome. 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 Conrad, I have a question for you. Do you create goals or like what, what's your plan on social? Like, do you have a plan or like every week? Like, or do you like, you know, do you have a specific goal in mind?
4: I love how all my other friends are laughing with me because they probably know I don't have, I'm, I, I don't have a true plan. I mean, I have a, a long-term plan, but not short-term, no, you know, uh, one of the greatest things about like social, especially with like Natalie, for instance, is like you get to live Natalie's life on a daily basis. If you're following her on Twitter or Instagram or what have you, because She's that active, okay. Now I, on the other hand, I've been trying to up my game on some of the other platforms. I mean, almost everybody knows me really from LinkedIn, and and um, that will probably always be my preferred platform. But um, um, here's what I would tell you in regards to my experience on social media: is that one you it really, at the end of the day, it's about creating value, you know? And to me, the whole definition of like an influencer is really you're sharing best practices with other people, you know? And so you need to mix up your content. Like I I say this all the time, please do not tweet about or talk about your 2000 square foot, Triple net lease deal in Omaha, Nebraska that you have for sale. Nobody cares. I'm going to say that again. Nobody cares about your listings. Like, so a lot of brokers, all they do is put their wins and their listings on social media and they think that that's somehow going to ha- happen. If you follow me, I rarely post about wins and I rarely discuss any of our projects, only if they're just something extremely special. What I'm trying to post about is just truly my life experiences. I do post about, you know, mix in some real estate knowledge, mixed in some personal stuff out there, mix in some motivational stuff, uh, because it, and that's where you create a following of people. Like um, as much as it might offend a few people, like I get pounded if I don't post a Sunday funny now because everybody's expecting me to post a Sunday, Sunday funny. And, and so, just, so, so you have to create different, different pillars of content and be consistent with it. But the biggest thing is create value, but also just do it, have fun. If you don't, if you don't post, you're never gonna get seen. So you have to just take you have to jump off the high dive and just and just get active and do it. And 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 that's what I did. And I obviously post a mortgage board of things. The other thing I would suggest to people is don't just post, you know, videos every single day because you're going to eventually be muted. People don't care. They don't want to see video video after video after video after video. Right. So what I do is I post a video maybe every two or three weeks. And then when I do. I get a ton of views off of it because people have been waiting to see because of the following that I've created, you know, people will will watch it, you know, because they think, well, there must be something significant because he's finally posting a video. I'm just, you know, as everybody has figured out, I'm a non sugar coder. I tell it like it is. And that's, that's my story. And that's, those are my suggestions.
0: I love it. Love it, Conrad. I have a question actually for the whole group. And and if anybody wants to chime in, does anyone track their followers and engagement like consistently?
2: Um, At the, I think like the first two years when I was on, on social, I tracked it and post about it. Kind of like how many new followers I got that year, what my engagement has been it to all my followers because I really found it interesting, especially those who kind of poo-pooed being on social. So I really wanted to showcase, and it wasn't for me, I really wanted to showcase to others the advantage of being on social. So that was something that I did, I think, one or two years starting out and then haven't the past two years. But I do find it interesting. I don't look at it on a daily basis, uh, just more of a, a year end just to see where I started, where I finished. And to again, show why it's important to, to have a presence online.
1: I have to say, I have Josh. I hate numbers. Josh <laughs> loves numbers. <laughs> He's shaking his head. So I have Josh and I just hate numbers. So don't ask me about any numbers. Yep,
5: yeah,
4: I like numbers. Cause they tell me where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> what's Same worked, here. what hasn't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Same here. I mean, as obviously as Josh and I are in agency world, we track everything. But it's interesting when it's your own account as an influencer, you know, and I'm getting, I'm getting the vibe that most of you guys don't track your engagement and following. Because
1: Sarah, this isn't like, these aren't intentional influencers. I know, these are real I know. people I know doing, a, uh, working a job or a living or a career. So <laughs> it's a different world.
0: I know it makes sense. It makes sense. So I'm going to open this up to the group and whoever wants to jump in, feel free because we're, we're, we're getting close to our time. So how do you grow and nurture your following? Especially if you're not tracking it.
4: <laughs> I, I think the biggest key to social media just in general is just, is really consistency and value. If you're delivering consistent value content, you will create a following That's simple, you know? And, um, and I think you should, in my personal opinion is you you should, you should do a little bit of everything. I mean, you should, you should do like Natalie Wainwright and really show what her life is on a daily basis. You know, I mean, you get to see everything, you know, the wins, the losses, the things that are frustrating, uh, but then also deliver, you know, experiences and content and help help others grow. I mean, my whole deal in life is just how am I going to impact others in a positive manner? And so just like Alan Buchanan, I love that. Like if I can leave a legacy for some other person to succeed in this industry, whether it be just helping them find a job or or, or give them some sort of mentorship, that's what this life's all about.
0: Mm -hmm. Conrad, I love when you said something like that, you know, Natalie gives behind the scenes of her life, right? You like really get to know her as a person. But the number one thing I hear is, you know, from people that they're scared to do that. So Natalie, was it intimidating to just put yourself out there like that?
6: Yeah, because I, uh, you know, earlier on in my career, I was kind of told to not ever, it was unspoken that I was a single mom. And then Biz Now did an article and kind of said it in this article. And I received, I woke up in the morning I'll never forget to literally hundreds of emails and hundreds of LinkedIn messages. And it just kind of blew this lid. And I thought, you know what, I'm never going to hide who I am ever again. And I just started being myself. And so I I just wanted to kind of, I wanted to make sure that I said this as well. Um, I use social media. And the number one thing that's really important to me, it's not about getting business so much as it, it is about women being able to see women like me, Casey, Barbie, Linda, all the women in this industry and see women like them and see that they can be in this industry and that they can make it. I don't have a college education. I I was a stay at home mom. And so I use these platforms so that they can see women like me and think, you know, she's, You know, talks with her hands. She's just a mess half the time. And I can be successful (laughs) in this industry too. Um, You know, past president of crew, you you can be anything. And so that's why I use all these platforms. If you watch my LinkedIn video stuff, it's yeah, I post when I close deals and, you know, I want to make money to listen. But it's a lot of my content is about um, you can be in this industry you know, you can rise and people should respect you and stuff like that. So that's, I think more than anything, why I make these lists and why I'm recognized on the other list is just about empowering women and that we should all be better to each other. Um, so that's my biggest platform. That's my legacy. That's what I want to be recognized more for the rest of my career is not deals. It's more about just supporting each other. So
0: I anyways. love that, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, to close, I'd love to kind of go through, um, every single speaker. So we're gonna have to be fast guys. Um, and just kind of tell me who's the influencer that you look up to and then any quick last words. So Casey, and and it it doesn't have to be commercial real estate specific. Casey, who's, who's your go-to influencer and any last words?
2: I don't know. I think I was an early adopter to Instagram. So I hopped on that. Actually, I'll make it quick. Um, I really look up to everybody here. And Ken, Barbie, Natalie, I mean, you guys really helped put me on the map and support me. And you supported me when I started on the brokerage side and commercial real estate. So I really attribute a lot of my success to my online connections. So it's been really great to have these interactions with such mm-hmm. successful people and to have that relationship with them. Awesome. Barbie, who do you look up to on social?
3: Well, I started and still look up to Koi and Ken. I mean, they really, really set the tone and, and showed what was possible. And um, my, I think my last word that I would add is related to the last question that you asked. Um, on, on building a following and, and keying in on what Ken said about um, engagement and, and the quality of the, the people and the following that you engage with is so much more important than, than the quantity. And you're going to get that when you uh, engage with people. So thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate, appreciate the opportunity to join a, a terrific conversation.
1: Thanks, Barbie, Barbie. Barbie, thanks for making it work. I know, I knew you were, were had a chance. You couldn't make it, so thank you for being yes, here. Yes,
0: thank you, thank you. And Alan, who do you look up to? And any final words? In
7: terms of, well, I who, look who, at he, it these. He, I look at it these three ways. I look at it in terms of authenticity of engagement. I look at it in terms of content that's geared towards toward a specific audience, and the last thing is I look at consistency. And if I if I look at those three categories, the first that I look up most to is Natalie Wainwright.
0: Amazing, I love it. And um, Conrad, what about you?
4: Um, you know when I look back at the history of this, like I, I for me, I look back at Alan Buchanan. Like literally, to me, he was the first guy that I honestly noticed on social. Um, you know, but to me, bigger picture than outside of commercial real estate, like I'm on this call today because of Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, listening to one of his podcasts and I, and if you're not listening to Gary V, I highly encourage you to do so for an East coast guy he's one of my favorite East coast guys I've ever come across <laughs> because he is authentic and he generally cares. You get the feeling that he generally cares about making this world a better place and I've tried, to, I've tried to take both of those things that I've learned from him uh, on the next stage, stages of my career.
0: Awesome, awesome. Ken, what about you? Who do you look up to?
5: Well, all of you are, are great friends, and, and um, I'm so pleased to know each one of you. There's a simple act of kindness that rises to the top, and that was in a very difficult time in my career in 2009, when I started and it waited till the end of 2009 to really act on it. But I called a guy named Coy Davidson who was at another shop and another market didn't even know me and Coy 30 minutes with me to take me through his approach. And I'll never forget that act of kindness. It changed my life and we've, uh, we will be lifelong friends. So that simple 30 minutes with me made all the difference in the world. And, and uh, so I'm very thankful for that. And last word, Listen, we're the tip of the spear in our industries. People rely on us to be experts. And I love taking a snippet of a conversation that I had with an executive about what he or she is really thinking and then turning that into an article and turning that into something that others can consume. Because we think the information that we hear is common, that everybody hears it, but it's not true. We're a lot of us, you're you're privileged to go into those rooms and to have those discussions with what executives are really worried about, uh, what they're thinking about. And that's what I want to try to... uh, sort of give back is to turn those conversations into something that's consumable. Thanks guys for including me. I'm really excited about the CREI summit. Hope you'll come.
6: Awesome. Awesome. And Natalie, what about you? M- mine's easy. It's, it's Ken Ashley. Um, for him to put me in these lists when I've already, I left Cushman and Wakefield in 2019 in December. Um, he has been nothing but kind and generous and amazing and a leader and, and, uh, and, and, um, social media since I got into the business and has treated me so respectfully and kindly and just a leader across everything. And CREI Summit is is just the tip of the iceberg, I think, that we're gonna see from him. So um, I'm excited to celebrate there with all of you on this call. Um, and I I I just think that it's the beginning. And like Ken said at the start, it's not your company's conference. We're not allowing companies to sponsor it because we don't want any company to feel like they get to tell us what to do because it's not it's it's going to be different than anything you've ever been at and everybody up here is going to be there and thank you so much for allowing us to do this guys.
0: Absolutely. Thanks guys and and just I can't thank you all enough for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um the great thing is we're all we're going to see all of you at the CRE summit and if you want to know more about the CRE summit go to creisummit.com. And, um, like I said, we're 50%, uh, you know, I think full, right, Ken? And, you know, so there's definitely room for more. Um, we anticipate as, as this date gets closer, uh, closer that there's not going to be a lot of spots left. So make sure you act now. And of course, check out our podcast on anchor breaker, Google podcast, Apple podcast, pocket cast, radio public, and Spotify, just to name a few. Well, thanks all. Um, Again, great conversation of how to become an influencer. Again, the ultimate influencer mashup on this call together. I know you guys are so busy, so we appreciate your time and um, and joining us. And uh, obviously, huge shout out to Josh and Linda, my co-founders and co-hosts. Thanks, guys. we did it thank you for joining us today and being a part of our CRE marketing community follow us at CRE marketing underscore on twitter for updates see you next time